Hello and welcome to episode six of Decoding Devs. I am your host, Michelle, and with me as always is your other host, my son, Colin. Hello. Okay, sorry. I waved at no one. (laughs) Well, you waved at me. I guess. Um, Apologies for our little bit of our break that we've had here. Colin's had midterms. And um, we've been revisiting our Star Wars podcast because the Clone Wars just had its grand finale on Disney Plus, and we had a lot of podcasting to do on our other podcast, Unknown Regions, which is all about Star Wars, if you care about that. URP. URP. ERP. Yeah, so if you like Star Wars, go check that out. Um, But this is not about Star Wars. This is about devs mm, yes it is and it felt really good to get back into yeah. episode six yeah it's really cool. good actually i like it just because it's like it's super i don't know like i feel like every other episode there's so much weird abstract stuff going on like visually and like metaphorically and all that this one i mean you told me before it's very expositional this is their um, grand exposition like, y'all are asking, episode. what's devs? There's literally a line. Dedicate, there's a whole monologue dedicating, dedicated to telling you what the show is about <laughs> in this episode. Right. Like, essentially. She's just like, ask me all your questions. Go ahead. Yep. It's um, just like asking Alex Garland, basically, what his concept was. That's what I think. He's but, just metaphysically Im- like implying that. But, but before we get to that, of course, opening uh, montage. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it at all, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I keep telling you, you're going to love what you got me from Amazon that I ordered for myself. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's upstairs. upstairs. I know. I haven't. I have to. I have to. Uh, Sanitize. Well, I just need to, like, open the box and then throw the box away really fast. And Oh. <laughs> okay. I haven't gotten around to that yet. Plus, it got to the house kind of late today. So, okay. Anyway, it's cool, though. It's Star Warsy. You'll like it. I bet it is. But okay, so if we're talking about this intro, um, I do want to point out that this whole intro, the only light in like the whole intro, I say the whole intro like five times, is from the sun from the outside. Like every scene you see within his house, there is no light created by like a lighting fixture. It's all sunlight. Is it ever though in this show? Isn't it almost always natural light? Uh, no. Because Unless you're in the dev's lab. No, but there are a few shots of this house from the outside, and there's, like, really bright, like, starbursty, like, you know you know what I'm talking about, those lights around his house that are super bright for some reason? Well, outside, okay. At nighttime, yeah, obviously you gotta have a light source. I don't know, just the fact that, like, all this artificial light is outside, but inside it's, like, all dark and, like, I don't know, just a thought. But I mean, anyway. the, well, the opening shot that we're looking at right now... It's very obvious that it's natural light because you really yeah she's in silhouette practically Amaya because she it's so backlit yeah but um, it's cool anyway yeah the montage opens the whole montage is home with at home with Forrest Amaya and unnamed wife uh yeah <laughs> wife she does get a name mother's eventually. day happy mother's day exactly to her. yeah and happy mother's day unnamed wife <laughs> mother of amaya <laughs> anyway it opens with um amaya playing like the whole thing is basically amaya playing. it's all to a song by oh, uh, yeah. what's the song crosby called? stills and nash 
The song is called Guinevere, Guinevere. Yeah, and I've it. never heard this song before, and yeah, I'm same. kind of in love with it now. Yeah, it's cool. It's really pretty. I think the intro of the song is weird, because it's got, like, a weird, like... I mean, it's acoustic, obviously, that's... Yeah. Gives it a big style, but it also has, like, weird dissonance in it, in the beginning of it. There's, it like, tritones ha- yeah, and stuff. it does. That's probably why I like it. It gives it, like, a really weird, like spirally sound i don't know like like it's not it's not settled like it's an uncalm sound you know what i mean like it's relaxing though that's what's that's what's misleading about it. it's very relaxing but i think the vocals serve the relaxation component of the song the guitar is actually kind of very tense like tense like the harmonies are weird which is interesting but well normally i i'm well alex garland clearly loves crosby Souls and nash because uh, what's the name of that movie? Oh my God, Brain Fart. An- Annihilation. Oh, okay. There's another Crosby, Stills, and Nash song featured in that movie. Cool. Anyways, I didn't know that. Um, this particular one called Guinevere. Immediately, like the first opening lyric is something about having green eyes. Yeah. And have there- we talked a lot about green in this? Yeah. Pocket? Okay, I hope so because that's like. It's, important. It's major in this episode, especially. Oh, uh, yeah. Green, but it is. Anyways. It's um, like a foreshadowing device. The lyrics, actually, they refer to colors a lot. Uh, the, do the, they? they? Besides do. the word green? They do. Oh. Um, Golden just, hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. But I, I'm just going to, I'm going to play it. Okay, yeah. So I, I, I brought my, um, my own laptop downstairs and I'm going to be playing it in the background. You won't hear it. Y'all won't hear it, but it will help with continuity purposes, I think. Anyway, so we open with her. She's rolling around. Riding her scooter, which is red. Uh, yeah. Um, and then the very next edit, she's still playing. She's wearing a red jumper and a blue striped shirt and playing with a string of pom-pom balls uh yeah there's our little reference those. to roundness yeah uh Circular he's playing things. guitar did you already see that he's there's a the doll next to him do you notice that oh there is a doll no i never even noticed that yeah um, there's a lot of toys i notice around like around the house like in this in the shot following her riding the scooter there's a shot of, with, with Forrest sitting at the couch playing guitar. He's, there's a toy dog, it looks like. There's, like, a doll sitting next to him. Yeah, she's got a little there's, stuffed animal Yeah, 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 a bunch of stuffed animals. There's an elephant statue in the back. Oh, um, hello. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, is that, like, a... Sorry, they don't know what we're talking about. How do I we know. describe that? Um, <laughs> sitting on the counter, like, it's the entertainment center, I guess. Yeah. With the TV, with the screen on it that looks really you know it's a screen just like the screen they watch at the devs place of course there is a oh what is that called an onk no is that an onk it isn't though it's not it's not an onk yeah but it's it's what is that i'm gonna have to look that up oh in um yeah just noticed it just now symbols because it's it's almost like a christ thing yeah what's that what's that thing called the the it's almost like a Cairo. Cairo, yeah. I have to look it up. Anyway, I'm getting, like, staring at it. Going, Ooh, what <laughs> okay, is that? I'll keep going. Anyhow, <laughs> um, she's running and playing. He's playing guitar. Next oh, yeah. scene, she's sitting at the table. Boys. And, um, she's writing her name on on a little magnetic, pad, like, toy pad. Yeah. And um, the thing is, in this entire montage... Everything she's wearing is red, 
blue. All of them, I thought. And you green. Said. Yeah, all of them, right? The name she's when she writes her name on the pad. Yeah. It's colored. And first of all, I don't remember there ever being a colored pad like this when you guys were little. It was all just black. black. Yeah. I but like at the same time I understand how that could exist. I I'm pretty sure those exist. It's just maybe, but now I'm suspicious because <laughs> he, he chose it for a reason. As she's writing her name on this magnetic pad, it's it's in red, blue, and green. Yeah. Only. That's cool. And then there's these big go ahead and play it. There's these well, there's this on. weird design on the table. Too. I also want to point out She's wearing in this scene an apron, right? That is, uh, yeah, red and white, and it's got that checkered it's, like like yeah, picnic buffalo, blanket design buffalo on it. Checks, yeah. I don't, no one's gonna know what that is. Everyone knows what that is. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Small but, buffalo checked red and white apron. Yeah, which I think is a reference to. Uh, he thinks it's a shining reference. What's the mom's name? Wendy. Oh yeah, Wendy. <laughs> which is like, yeah. but Wendy. come on, dude. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy. Look at it. It's I think the hers same. Is, I think hers is solid red though, isn't it? No, I'll In pull up a picture. I keep talking. No, I'll pull no, 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 please oh, don't. Okay. We'll, <laughs> okay. Let's right. not derail this whole All thing right, about that. But it is funny that she has an apron on. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's writing her name. Look at the shapes. There's a little circle. There's a little triangle. Yeah, it's a bunch of shapes all over this. We got triangles, squares, circles, and um. Course. Again, the table has this weird design. It's got like circles on it. Almost looks like a owl's face or something. It's I don't know what that is. But it's, I have no idea. It's kooky looking. It's kind of Babadook looking. <laughs> it's weird. It does look like eyes. I have to say. Yeah. See, but it's like linked with. You know. That's what I'm saying. It looks like an owl's face. It's weird. Anywho. Yeah, go I gotta keep going. <laughs> um. <laughs> And then she's got her face pressed up against the glass looking at the fish, which Colin and I both thought, oh, that's weird. It's like... It's a parallel to what we've been seeing with them looking at the screen to see, like, watching other people. other people, yeah, and other things happening. Which is also really creepily paralleling what we do when we watch TV, but, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get that dark. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, then they're building oh, yeah. blocks, and Amaya's built a tower of blocks, like good old-fashioned wooden blocks. Yeah, I actually wanted to look at the shapes in this tower and um yeah, he blows it down forest acts is acting like he's blowing it down yeah triangles and squares yeah rectangles yeah your typical block shapes yeah it's cool um and all the while wearing red yeah blue, every, every scene hurt she's got blue striped pants on yeah it can't be by accident. Okay, <laughs> then. Okay, so then the really cool, what I, the, my favorite part of the montage is outside in the backyard. Is this your favorite part? I love this part. Um, they're playing. Forrest and Amaya are playing with a frisbee. The frisbee is obviously a circle. Yeah. And <laughs> green. He's green around the edges and white in the middle. Um, she he throws it to her three times. And she mm. drops it, and finally the fourth time she catches it. Wait, 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 wait. She throws it three times and four times she gets or she throws it he throws it three times, third time. No, I think he throws it three times and she drops it and then the fourth time she gets oh. it. Oh. Okay. But anyways, um then we get a really good close up of the pattern on her shirt, which from far away just looks like blue, but it's you can tell there's like something on it. Yeah. It's little elephants mm-hmm. that have green um like, like saddles. Saddles on. And I think her pants are red. And then Forrest is wearing a floral print, again, with 
mm-hmm. flowers being kind of circular on it. Yeah. And it's green. And then this whole thing with Forrest and his wife laying in the grass, and Amaya is decorating. He's give, she's giving him a flower beard, which is the cutest. <laughs> yeah. This little girl is just the cutest thing. That's pretty funny. It's the cutest. And I found out that she is the niece of... Um, Lily's, uh, the actor actress for Lily. Sanaya Mizuno, yeah. That's cool. Which is... Which is weird, <laughs> to say the least. They I'd look say. nothing alike. No. <laughs> so genetics must be strong I mean, in the other parent, The lips are kind of similar. But I other guess. than that, but I you don't would see never know. No. Like if unless I don't know if she's a um, blood relative or maybe she was adopted. I have no idea. But mm. for sure, it's her niece. Yeah. Um. So he's laying there with this flower beard, and then it cuts to a cool. shot of forest still laying in the grass, but it's very dark out. The colors are muted. I think it's a photograph. You think it is? He uh, he is very still. <laughs> I don't think it's actually a video. I think it's a photograph. And it's yeah, it might out. be. They might have just placed everything and then took a picture. Yeah. Um, but anyway, muted colors now, whereas the flower beard before was very bright. And it's very bright and sunny out. And their gar- like their garden is goals. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, goals. I would love to have that backyard. <laughs> Trees and flowers cool. everywhere. Our backyard's cool. <laughs> but anyway, this is um, a haunting image, I would say. You think so? Very. Of him, yeah. still with a flower beard, but the flowers are very much more muted in color, and he's surrounded by flowers. It's very funereal looking to you me. Know what, you know what I thought about this? It's I th- very I... Padme Amidala's funeral, <laughs> okay. if you're familiar with it is. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. It definitely is. Um, but I was going to say, it also kind of reminds me of like a shot from Hannibal or something. Totally. And yeah. you, oh, darn. You know what? I had that thought. A million years ago when we first saw this episode. Oh, really? And I was going to look up to see, hmm, I wonder if the same person that worked on Hannibal worked on this. Well, you know, also in Midsummer, there's that person who's like mm-hmm. all flowered up. But um, All flowered up. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, I don't know. It's like a It's like a natural sort of juxtaposition, I guess. Like like flowers are supposed to like uh, um, be like the symbol for like life and beauty, you know? And yeah. nature, but it can also have this like connotation of like death <laughs> and negativity. And in this funerals. case, yeah, yeah, and funerals. Lots of flowers, but you were saying earlier, just like water, that you think he's this is him surrounding himself with her memory, and then yeah. you pointed out, well, she does have elephants all over her shirt. Yeah. Like, oh dang! <laughs> yeah, I mean, she I think sure that's does. It. Yeah, and obviously these are all memories. Like, and the last line, the line that's sung while it's showing his face, the only line is, "Why can't she see me?" Yeah, that's which is sad. like, you know, kind of like him asking metaphorically, like, "I wish she could see me," or you know, right. And maybe all of those, all of that montage we just saw, that's what he's watching. That it does, or someone is. Huh. Know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I honestly think after the last episode, we should, I think we're supposed to assume that like every every, every scene montage. from the past is a, is a scene that he's watched or that Katie's watched. Or All like of that. the montages are just stuff they've watched on the screen. I think at this point we're supposed to think everything we see. It, or maybe is that too soon to say that? that I don't know. Everything? It's, it's such a mind trip. I don't know. Because at some point. You know, further down the plot, I don't want to spoil anything, but I feel yeah, like at some careful. I feel like at some point you can expect you can assume that. You know what I mean? Well, you can assume it or not. Like which do you You're not ever spoon fed it, I guess, but 
which do you subscribe to? Do you subscribe to this all being someone watching the screen or I like it's to, happening right now? I like to think that just because it's like we're watching the show. I guess. <laughs> so it's like really it's a meta. mind trip, man. It's super thing. meta. It's so meta. Okay, so we see this really cool freeway exchange interchange oh, yeah. with it's really weird. now these roads are curving, we're mm-hmm. noticing. Not just And straight. the camera's spinning. And the camera is a little disorienting. And it cuts to The boy. The our man, fave, the myth, Stuart. Yeah, and he is coming home. I guess after a day's work, he's got some beers. <laughs> he's got some snacks in a bag. Giving one to he's a homeless dude. Sharing a beer with his um, homeless friend. Yeah, and he lives in a Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which it's cool. We haven't gotten to the highly, highly ph- philosophical Stuart stuff yet that comes in the last two episodes. I think we should preface right now. Though. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say much about that. We should preface right now, though. Now that we he know gets that he lives to be there. very much the philosophical observer of the yeah. last two episodes. He, he already becomes has a narrator. Or he's like a metaf- yes. metaphorical narrator. He does almost become a narrator. But all along, he's been the one that's been saying, "Wait, y'all are dumb, man." What are you <laughs> that's doing? What like, he's saying. What? What? <laughs> think about this like he's the one he's the conscience of the show yeah so the fact that he lives in a traveling on wheels Mm -hmm. motorhome yeah underneath a freeway yeah is so very interesting and you know you want to explain why just because like he's on wheels all the time he can be he can travel well, Wherever doesn't he, he say wants. to doesn't he say to Lyndon like you are a millionaire? You can mm-hmm. literally go like just go, but yeah. yet he still lives in this house. So you're supposed to assume I think that like everyone is that rich, but the fact that he he's living in something like this, Forrest is living in that house. Well, he was Lyndon was going to get the ten million ten million dollars as a severance package, which means he no longer works there. So I don't know what they get paid like on a regular basis. I but but no, but, amount, but but not $10 million. Okay. But Kenton says that like you have more to Forrest, you have more money than God too. So I think we're supposed to assume that they're all pretty wealthy working here. I mean, he's the, I don't know. He's the owner of the place. I mean, they're all getting paid something. It, I would assume it's he a lot. definitely could probably afford a better place than this. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But metaphorically speaking, the fact that he lives in a, a hut. traveling, he's Yoda. <laughs> box on wheels like mm-hmm. m- it's meaningful for sure and underneath a freeway like mm-hmm. the tram lines are all around him yeah but he's in his own little but he's his got own little crib yeah he's he can yeet yeah there's also like a weird white fire hydrant right next yeah to i the, noticed that white fire hydrant which is interesting. Interesting. so anyway he goes into his motor home which is very cluttered and very different than everyone else's homes, which seem to be very uncluttered. Mm. And vi- his color palette in his house is very different too. It's, it's all earthen. like earth tones, oranges, browns. Um, yeah, very bronze, but also like um, the fact that I don't know. I th- I feel like this is important. Like this is like the only room, like the only set we've seen that is like, um what's the word like like cl- like claustrophobic you know what i mean like super close like super small, small. yeah small and cluttered super compact i guess is what i'm saying all of the windows are the curtains are drawn are you can't see a window yeah from in his place mm-hmm. that's interesting he ain't letting in the light 
considering, but I'm just saying, considering how windows are so important metaphorically yeah. in this show, mm-hmm. and he lives windows, mirrors, all that in a windowless environment. That's a good point. Um. So anyway, there's yeah. that painting. There's a there's one oh, painting yeah, on ask, the wall. You wanna shout? Yo, huge giveaway for anyone who could figure out this painting. <laughs> okay. So there's this painting. It's dancers on a stage. It looks like Spanish dancers. Okay. There's a lady in the foreground with a, with a hat watching the dancers. I have asked my ex-fiance, former <laughs> art history major yeah. friend, do you recognize this painting? He did not. He thought it was maybe... Degas, just because there's dancers, but I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a Degas like that. He thought it was maybe Picasso. Couldn't find a Picasso like that. So, of course, I spent an hour. More than an hour thinking about this. And also, I've asked everybody, well, just use Google Images. Well, apparently, my phone doesn't have Google Image on it. That's really weird. I I know it is. I guess I'll have to use an Apple product to figure it out. But anyway, if anybody knows what that painting is, please. Huge giveaway. You get Let a, me signed, a signed a poster. Huge giveaway. I don't have a giveaway. <laughs> you get a, a, a square. You get my heartfelt thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stuart is startled because Lyndon is sitting in his little motorhome and scares him to death. And um, Lyndon's sad. Yeah, and he's <laughs> seeming a little... Uh, well, Lyndon's just seeming a little uh, empty. Yeah. A little bit. He's still super bummed that he got fired from yeah. devs. Mm-hmm. And Stuart says, how'd you get in here? And he points up and there is a window in the ceiling mm-hmm. of the RV yeah. that he has climbed through to get into <laughs> this RV. Which brings up the question for me, like, why, what was the homeless person doing? Yeah, <laughs> I was like... Did that guy see Lyndon Carl in the house? And he totally knows there's some person in there. I'm like, maybe. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, anyway, the one window that was accessible to him was through the ceiling, mm-hmm. and he climbed in. Also very interesting. So Colin True. pointed out that there's this lampshade also right by Lyndon. Every time you see a shot of Lyndon, you see this lampshade, which is it's a, you can tell it's like twall fabric. It's got like some sort of a pastoral scene or something on it. Um, but we will have to bring that lampshade back up again because it might be a bit oh, of... Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Cool. It's foreshadowing and it's a lampshade. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what do you mean? Like a lamp that gives off light, yet it's foreshadowing. Oh, haha! I didn't realize you were punning right there. <laughs> I was punning. <laughs> but for now, we'll just say, oh, look, it has a lot of trees on it. It does. And it's green. Yeah. Um, Okay. So they're having a conversation. Lyndon is begging Stuart, please talk to Forrest and get me back into devs because he's very upset that his life's work, his life, his whole 19-year-old life's work, yeah, <laughs> which is funny, um, is in devs and he's no longer, he's been kicked out. Yeah. He's been expelled. Mm-hmm. What's your point? He's been expelled from... There's a lot the of church. there's a lot of expelling in the Bible. Also, you get expelled uh, from Eden. Exodus. You, get, ex- you yeah. get expelled from, uh, he- like Satan was an angel mm-hmm. that was expelled from heaven. Yeah, that's facts. And he did 
come through the top of the window into the motorhome. Oh. Interesting. Okay, good point. <laughs> uh, and, and well, just, definitely like an angel falling from yes. heaven type he, of vibe. Yeah. But um, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think Lyndon's Satan in this case. I don't either. Um, but, but in Forrest's view, he's very much a fallen angel. Like, he was—he is the star student. Yeah. Katie even says that. He's mm-hmm. my best programmer. Top engineer, yeah. And you fired my... And, you, you know, you threw him out. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a definite... I don't know. I mean, I talked about how, like... Metaphor there, I think, if you want there to. There was a symbol... Uh, there was, like, a... I think we've seen this scene already about, like, all the... Um, all the apostles, right? Like, like his apostles in the yeah. room with him while they were looking at the Jesus, while listening to Jesus's voice, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay, so they're kind of like all the twelve disciples, right? Um, or twelve apostles, but I mean, I don't know. Is there? Um, I, I feel stupid. Is there? Is there? Uh, is there one of the twelve that gets kicked out of the church, like kicked out of the group ever? No, but okay. Judas is the one that betrays him. Yeah. So he was, like, saying he was Judas, in in essence. Like, Lyndon is his Judas. Oh, for sure. There's you could there's many metaphoric roads yeah. you could take on this. Which is honestly kind of funny. Like, when you think about how many metaphors in the Bible are literally just the same thing, just with different people, it's like, man. <laughs> I mean, Joseph Campbell said it's all the same. Every religion, you just you can draw yeah, three yeah. lines Yeah, yeah, we talked about that last time. Let's not, all let's not, of them. Let's not get into that rant. But, yeah, time. there's patterns for sure. Yeah. Okay, so the purpose... Uh, so it's all Lennon, a Lennon start. It's all, it is all a line. A cycle, I should say. Uh, anyways, he's he's begging for Stuart to say something, and then and then Stuart's just like, basically like, you need to go. Like, this <laughs> is not... It's, you're in danger. Mm-hmm. And he said he'd kill you. He said he'd kill you. And, and Lyndon just starts going off like, dude, he's got what, the most powerful computer in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's crazy. Yep. Do you oh, think that that's a my, really good idea? One of my favorite lines. Um, oh, dang it. What is. Okay. I forget the line that, that Lyndon says, but Stuart's like, he's a tech genius. He can do that sort of thing or something like that. Oh, and right. And Lyndon's like, he's not a tech genius. He's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. Which is. Honestly, true, because like he doesn't seem to have any knowledge of the technology. He never puts his hands on like a keyboard or talks about the technology. He doesn't care. He's always just there. You know, Katie's always with him though. Katie's the one who's like the one doing the techno stuff, heading the. Te- she says even at one point I think she's the chief engineer at Devs. You know? Yeah, it's a, she's running the show for sure, tech wise. Which is fascinating to me, because this whole time I perceived him. I mean, okay. In retrospect, this whole time I perceived Forrest as being like the tech genius. You know what I mean? But he's right. not at all. No. He's just like a dude with a dream. You know? That's why he needed her so badly. It's I don't know. It's interesting. I I, I hope all- I wonder if other people thought that too that he was like a tech genius and this was just like a boom. He's not. Um, I ha- I do have notes here. If he says, someone says many worlds, and if he doesn't oh. like it. He has to change the yeah. laws of the universe. Yeah. Lyndon and says that. And then Stuart's like, well, tech geniuses can do that. Anyway, still interesting to me the fact that Katie was all about the many worlds uh, theory mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of her career. Mm-hmm. And then I guess just decided to try, you know, try to get what Forrest, like, fell in love with him or whatever and just... I just think it's an interesting kind of dilemma if you just think of anyone trying to pursue perfection with anything. 
if you know what I mean? Like, like people who try to pursue perfection in art, well, it's not possible, but you can still try. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think she's come to terms with the fact that that theory is not possible. The theory of um, the one that they're trying to do right now. The like, one that were they were trying to do. Well, no, they're trying to create this. You know, they're trying to reject, like regenerate. I mean, Lyndon says resurrect his daughter, right? Yes. And in that, in a way, they're trying to create her daughter again, right? As as Amaya, and not and not a many worlds Amaya, just like the Amaya. You know what I mean? Right. So I think Katie's come to terms with the fact that, like, okay, I'm gonna pursue this, but I still think that it's impossible. But she's pursuing perfection, quote unquote. You see what I mean? Like the pursuit of perfection is something not possible. Yeah, but it doesn't work unless they use Lyndon's principle because that's But Lyndon's principle is just the many worlds principle, right? Yes. Okay. So, like, yeah, Katie acknowledges that it works. Katie showed him, like, I applied. Your sound, the sound thing to light? Yeah, the sound, what Lyndon did to the light waves here's your daughter you idiot like this is how this is the only way it's gonna work like look here it is and later in this episode we see her you know generating a a simulation of the mouse the mouse is dead and she's resurrected it yeah with only through linden's principle so yeah anyway anyway, i don't know my biggest question is not about katie but about forest because forest knows that they're using the many worlds principle, but he's just like okay with it now because Katie's doing it. I guess. I think, I think he's he's coming to terms with it and he's coming like, on okay. board because he sees something. He like understands. It's the temptation. Like okay, I had this but in my he... head that I only wanted my Amaya, mm-hmm. but it's too tempting. The fact that it actually works under the many worlds theory, and so now he's just like, dang, I I, I can't not. I can't not want this now because... But he even says, like, it's not safe, it's seductive. Doesn't he say that in that episode when yeah. Lily gets fired? Which is like, why would you say that and then go with along with it? Because you know I mean? he that's how desperate he is. Okay, I guess. Okay, I guess. fine. That's boring. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's I don't boring. know. I find it fascinating. That it's cool. Anyway, it cuts to, um, this is sad, forest at night in the backyard where they were playing earlier um, with his eyes closed and he is holding the green frisbee just standing there the camera is kind of circling around him yes means it's good too and it's very sad that he's standing out there clearly just (laughs) almost meditate meditatively holding that frisbee Mm -hmm. then we go to the very dead decomposed mouse i was just talking about katie's in like the little altar room she puts a piece of cheese down on the table Where the, those objects are still surrounding the dead mouse, but then you see the screen, the the projection screen, the simulation screen. Guess what? It's Live alive. mouse. It's yeah. alive. Eating his cheese. Oh, he's cute. Lyndon was right. He's cute. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Then it cuts to a motel at night, and we find out that that is where Lily and Jamie have holed up yep. in hiding because Jamie has sprung her from... The mental hospital. Yep. She wakes up and she's very confused and Jamie has to explain <laughs> everything to her that just happened. Yeah, this seems boring. Um, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Kidding. It had to be shown, but. It did have to be shown. I mean, he's got to explain to her what happened because she's majorly out of it. But you know what? 
this scene, we get a lot of Jamie, like Jamie and Lily, right? This is like the first scene I think we get of like Jamie and Lily that is not like I don't know. I feel like there's kind of like an awkward vibe in every other scene. Oh, like it's yeah. weird every mm-hmm. other scene. Besides the one where she comes home and like she just got in that car accident and she needs his help and she holds his hand, you know. Um, which, by the way, the other day I noticed. Was that the episode that the intro montage was the one with the many worlds happening at once? Or was that the episode after it? I might be thinking of the... Say, ask me, what was the question? Sorry, this, this is getting confusing, but I made a revelation the other day, which I think is interesting. So, one, I'll, I'll rephrase this. There's an, uh, an episode that we've talked about. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but the intro montage is you see Sergey, Lily, and Oh, Jamie. yeah, that was the one before. Number five. Okay, okay, cool. We just talked about it. Yeah, that's right. So, in that montage, we see out of what we can call these parallel universes, I guess, or these mm-hmm. many worlds, I'll just call them. We see Jamie sitting at the couch, right? And Lily comes and sits down next to him, but clearly Lily's upset with him because Jamie puts out his hand and then she pulls her hand away. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, as if, like, don't touch me. <laughs> um, and then later in that episode... Um... Oh, no, sorry. I think it's... I forget which one it is, but there's an episode where, where, um, when Lily comes back after getting in the car accident mm-hmm. and she's like, you're right, we do need the police. And then she grabs his hand. Oh, that was, I think that was four. Okay. When that happens. So I'm just saying, I don't know. That's like a backwards, uh, parallel, I think, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So <laughs> yeah, they're talking, they're in a motel. He's like, they're just, dis- um, they're discussing like, they're what debriefing what's going on. Yeah. That's basically what this scene he is. He tells her what happened. They're trying to discuss what to do because he's like, we need to go to the media. And she's like, and tell them what? I'm like an escaped mental patient. What do you think they're going to think about that? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, we don't have money. We don't have cash. I can't. U- we can't use our phones. Mm-hmm. Do the we lighting have, is cool in this Do room. we even have enough gas to get back to San Francisco? Um, he's like, I got like 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Typical person these days, not carrying a lot of cash. Yeah. Um. But it's cute when she said when she finally does remember from her drug stupor that he rescued her. Yeah. Uh, she's Night in like, shining armor. Oh, chivalry. Yeah. So cute. He brings that up earlier, right? In the yeah, show? he says something about chivalry before. But anyway, of course she has to go stand at the window and look out the window. Yeah, what the? To see Every where they scene, are. Bro. Every time we see Lily, she interacts with a freaking window. I swear it's every single time. Um. So anyway, they eventually decide that she decides, she decides. She's never wearing any dang pants, pants well, by the way. I mean, they had to run away pretty fast. I know. <laughs> um, anyway, she makes the decision, like, do we have gas to get back to San Francisco? I know where I, I know what I want to do. You don't have to go with me. And he's like, Ugh, would you stop with this? He's so irritated with her at that point. She's just like, I can do it by myself. Yeah. I'll do it alone. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll just sit here and watch cartoons. Sounds great. Yeah. And then that's the end of the scene. Good, which is good cut, funny. good cut. Also, it's weird that she's drinking Fiji water in this scene. Why? Fiji water's good. No, but why Fiji water? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's got flour on it. I, oh, it does. It does. I also think it's like a box of water. I don't know. I'm re- I'm definitely thinking into it, but probably we'll go on. Um. So the next scene, we see them pulling, driving up to Forrest's house. So she has decided to go straight to the source. Yeah. And 
with her balls of steel, she's going to go confront Forrest about. Which, by the way, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa we're skipping over, uh, <laughs> we're skipping over actually something I really wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, that's true. So right after the, the commercial break, there's fantastic. a visual montage, um, which if I'm quite honestly, if I'm being honest, the visual montages are my favorite. Like when there's no dialogue, no, mm-hmm. no lyrical songs over the background, in the background. Because they're like telling visuals. you a lot. I know, that's what I'm saying. you're paying attention. That's what I'm saying. So we get this awesome awesome tracking shot of the golden gate bridge and then we get like so that's from like a 120 degree angle then we get like a shot directly over it yeah and um there's obviously two ways of cars going which is interesting but but you notice like there are these yellow lights that are across from each other going along this bridge that are like equidistant from each other right it has Mm -hmm. this look to it that i think i brought it up to you but i don't think you remember me bringing it up Maybe, but it definitely looks like a neuron, like absolutely one hundred percent neuron, because <laughs> like it has these segments, you know, just like a neuron. Yeah. It's just like a myelin sheath. Yeah. That sends signals, you know, electricity. Would you know, um, that that runs the body, which is interesting. Um, and then we have these cars going in opposite directions. So you know how neurons work, right? Mm-hmm. You have electrical impulse going in one way, and then neurotransmitters going the other. And, mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting, and then like the actual brace of the bridge is kind of like the cell body that it like pants to the right. You get that saxophone music again, which is super cool. We haven't heard that in a while. Oh yeah, but um, the, just the camera like going over the top of the bridge. That's just and then that like right there, just really it's super sci-fi. A beautiful <laughs> shot. It's very sci-fi, and then we get a huge grid pattern shot of Los Angeles. It's like very goldy now. Or, sorry, yeah, San Francisco. It's the neighborhood grid is what it is. It is, yeah. Many tram lines. the reason why we're saying that is because, as I just said, Lily and Jamie are driving down Forest Street. And there's, by the way, a car there. Yeah, there is a car there. There's a a parked car on the street. That's cool. So we'll get back to that later. Yeah. Anyway, they pull up to Forest House, and we don't get too much humor in this show but this made me laugh um oh yeah jamie's like uh are you really gonna do this you could at least wait till he gets up and then it cuts right to her standing at the door ringing the doorbell and this buzz (laughs) nope we're not gonna wait (laughs) nah dude also notice the shirt she's wearing in this scene yeah well um can you even see it yet she has that jacket on uh Oh yeah, maybe you can. Yeah, yeah, maybe you can. I didn't. Excuse me, I didn't notice it until she sits down. But Forrest and Katie are in bed. We don't know it's Katie yet, though. I mean, you can tell. I did not know it was Katie when I watched this. Oh come on! I didn't. I literally didn't. I literally didn't. I was like, who is that? Well, anyway, he says it's her. She's here. Yeah, he's just lying awake. (laughs) So he goes and answers the door. It's very awkward when they come in. And, um... Oh, yeah, let me see the window come on. It's kind of spooky. He offers her a glass of... Or the, first, he's like, what do you want to drink? You've got, like, 700 different drinks. <laughs> yeah. Or water. And then she's like... I'll have water. I'll have water. Same, dude, same. Anyway, it's all very awkward. But, um... Quite noticeably, at least for me anyway, the entire... It's so green. Like, very. the walls are green. But it's very muted green. It's very muted green. Like He's wearing green. a green robe. Yep. The whole room is green. The kitchen and tile is green. The the upholstered dining room chairs are green. But it has like gold tint to it. You know what I mean? It's not just green. It's green. It's a lot of green. 
she when Katie comes in, she's wearing green. Like they're Is all she? yes. Oh. oh, but we get to see her shirt now. Oh yeah, now um, this will come back later. But right now, the clothes that Jamie have has brought for her to wear, it's a gold T-shirt with oh, a bold stripe across that's it. Right, it's a green. He gave the shirt to her, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That actually makes sense for me now. But Never we can't mind. talk about that. yet. I know, but that <laughs> sheds some light on some things. Anywho, um. They're going through the motions of getting water and then super funny again. Oh, do you want to mention the the bread thing? You should mention it. It's funny. Oh, yeah. I guess I should. <laughs> there is a, I believe, a muted green bread box sitting in the kitchen and it literally says bread. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's so And then funny. this is a total, I'm sure they didn't mean to do this, but um, directly across seemingly it seems like it would be directly across the room on the other side of the room is the fish tank bread and fishes <laughs> yeah anyways well i don't think people some people might not understand it's that but a that's Jesus a biblical thing. reference yeah google it loaves and fishes mm-hmm. uh it had to do with the miracle that jesus performed okay so um all of a sudden Ooh. like by the way though the sound effect of him pouring the water into the glass is way too satisfying and mic'd up really <laughs> it's just like whoa like this is super loud but this is funny again so yeah so they're kind of just standing there in silence <laughs> for a bit as um, he like takes his sweet time pouring her a glass of water um and then all of a sudden katie appears <laughs> ja- jamie like completely startles it's pretty funny actually. yeah it's good is it green it is, is green. green when I she comes tell. in the light you'll be able to tell it's green her okay. sweater's green or her robe or whatever it is anyhow um they they you know it's super awkward but katie as always like she just cuts through the bs and she's like you're here because you want to know what happened and you want answers and lily's like yeah but i want to talk to forrest and katie's like no i'm actually the person you want to talk to forrest doesn't know squat (laughs) yeah Um, exactly which you know because he's not a tech genius he doesn't know how to talk about that stuff and then forrest as though they're long lost buds (laughs) it's so weird is like Come on, Jamie, let's go outside. We're getting kicked out of here. Let's Awkward, go. bro. Uh, we're being thrown out. Ooh, and then you do get that, that picture. There the is painting. a picture on Forrest's wall. Do you know looks, what that is? I don't know what it is specifically, but it looks mm. very much like some kind of primitive type of art. And It's definitely got some primitivistic And uh, we vibes. probably touch base with that in episode seven. Oh, do we? Um, yeah, we do. Is there a we'll get there don't worry about it that's He's a making rough faces at me. that is a rough connection though mm. if i understand what you're saying maybe it is and maybe it isn't because when we get to episode seven you're not gonna think i'm so crazy anymore once i point out okay. other stuff in that house all right but anyways um <laughs> they're gonna go have a a dude a, a dude hang outside yeah. while while the ladies have their little conversation you get a better shot of that painting yeah, that painting is cool. Is cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, thus begins almost. Let's sit down. Yeah, let's sit down at the table. So <laughs> there's a pen on the table. That pen there's a shot of the pen on the table is very was very stabby looking. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, was like <gasps> well, let's not let's not have that pen there. A joker, because, a joker move. And then she even like picks it up and moves it closer to herself. So I was like, uh, I don't like that pen. That yeah. pen looks very stabby. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bottle just cracked. I think so, we clipped on that crack. Anyway, um, 
they sit down at the table and we cut to outside and <laughs> Jamie and Forrest is looking at Jamie's broken hand. He's like, hey, what happened to your hand? Like, he has no clue. I think it's interesting. Okay, I know this is a very expositional episode, but I think it's very cool to see this side of Forrest. Because we've been seeing his kind of like the deranged lunatic who's like running the show. But, he but is in this a deranged episode, lunatic. Oh, I know he's a deranged lunatic. He knows what happened to his hand. Oh, are we looking at it that way? That's the way I'm looking at okay. it. Okay. Okay. I actually took it the way that he didn't know because Kenton, you know, did it and he wasn't there and he didn't know. But if he he's watching it, I understand. Full well I understand. knows what happened to his Because hand. he watched it? Because he's watched okay. it. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. He is creepy. I don't, this whole thing, I was scared he was going to kill him. I was just like. I was scared they were both going to die here. I actually thought they were both going to die. <laughs> happening right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they go through this whole conversation where Jamie explains to him what happened and Forrest is acting like he didn't know anything about it. And um, Jamie even says something like, oh, so you just, this stuff happens and you're just an observer. Mm-hmm. And Forrest is like, yeah kind of or sort of or something like that it's like dude (laughs) he's running the show bro i just am like uh, creepy so okay here's like my favorite thing in the world back inside the house again like colin said this is pure exposition we know almost everything that they are talking about we've witnessed it we've seen it Mm -hmm. we even know that she dies (laughs) That, that is what we were told that she Katie dies. thinks that she dies. Yeah, Katie and Forrest thinks we've seen that it she on dies. the telly. Okay, pause it. So I don't want to. Oh, okay. So what is so interesting to me about this, even though most of what is going on, we already know this, but the whole point of this scene is for Lily to know mm-hmm. what's going on. Mm-hmm. But what's so interesting is the way that this is shot. Oh yeah, sure. And the camera, it is like. It starts with both of them in profile, like you see the whole room, mm-hmm. and then slowly moves around to the other side of the table at some point. But for now, they're sitting at the table, they're facing each other, we see them in profile, then we see uh, Katie with Lily's back in the foreground, and then we see Lily with katie's back in the for in, or in the foreground and the it angles just, the angles are the same it just it's like keeps a symmetrical going. shot yeah. it is completely symmetrical whatever way you see lily is the way you see katie then the next way you see lily is the way you see katie mm-hmm. and it is back and forth and back and forth yeah it's cool during this part lily is asking all the questions yep katie is answering them mm-hmm. later Cause on precedes effect Later on, Katie's like, I will tell you what you want to know, but I'm going to do it in the fashion that I'm going to ask you questions that you need to answer. And Lily's like, I'm not playing your games. Mm -hmm. And Katie's like, it's not a game. Mm -hmm. What are you getting at? It's... It's like a perfectly symmetrical scene in every way. (laughs) It is Go. It is a game of Go. Oh, yeah. Oh. They are playing. Oh, yeah. You said that earlier because it's like she watched that, like she's seen her play go, and she's trying to be like ahead of her. I don't know that she is a doing that on purpose, but it is framed metaphorically mm. as this is basically kind of what Lily's been training for her whole life with playing go and no understanding how it works and how you know she needs to be so many steps ahead to mm-hmm. win the game. Mm-hmm. 
But in this case, Katie thinks that she's the one that's so many steps ahead mm-hmm. because she knows more than Lily knows. Okay. And then they even say at the very end, like after they leave, Forrest is like, did you tell her, did you tell her about Sergey? And Katie says, yes. Did you tell her about, did you tell her about devs? And Katie said, yes, I told her everything. And then she retracts that and goes, well. Almost everything. She didn't tell her everything. Yeah. So by the time the whole thing is over, you realize, okay, Lily thinks she's going to be the one that's so many steps ahead because she's just not going to do what Katie says she's going to do. But Katie really is the one that is ahead because she knows something that still that Lily doesn't know. Yeah, it's whack, dude. It's a complicated scene to digest on a metaphorical level. I also think... Normally exposition is boring AF. Mm. Okay. In in shows. Yeah. When it's written to as just exposition. But this is one of the best Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you sequences. didn't like this scene. I know. You keep saying, like, when we're off mic, he's like, you didn't like this one as much as I am. like, I never said that. I just said That's why this very, is my favorite one. I said that. I've been saying that since day one, y'all. Y'all heard me. It's this very, one's the best one. It's very exposition heavy, but the way that it's done is so brilliant it's practically mesmerizing. It's almost like the ticking of a clock. Like you want to know back what the... and forth between the two. Okay, I need to jut in. So yeah. that yeah, that mesmerizing like swaying like a pendulum type of thing is uh, is very legiony, you know. And there's even some shots where like on the camera in legion, in legion, the camera will like swing, while editing, but it's like swinging, yes. like back and forth. Like that's the feeling you get when it's, it like, almost very hypnotic. is. It almost is like that, but it's it's cuts but the fact that they mirror each other the mm-hmm. whole time it's very misleading in the way that it's cut it's so cool Ugh, also you, you didn't i i had a different take on this scene and mm-hmm. like the symmet- the symmetry of the shots and the fact that she copies lily's movements like back like you know sitting forward sitting straight um yeah most lily of the time and... when someone leans forward the other person leans forward if someone leans back again the other person leans back again they're they definitely Mimic, mimic each other. In well, no, I think. That see, way. that's the thing. I think Katie is mimicking Lily, and I think the shots are supposed to show this mimicking act that she's putting out. Like, I actually think Katie's playing a game with her right now, because she's like, "Okay, so I know what you're gonna." Do. I'm assuming that she's seen this already. You know, on the TV. Oh, screen. for sure. But they do know so that w- this has happened already. With that assumption. And the way that Katie kind of looks, she even smiles, like, sometimes. Like, she doesn't look nervous. She doesn't look like anything's going to happen because she knows it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there's symmetry in the shots and they're, like, flipping back and forth between the profile shots and, like, it's almost like an artistic game that's happening right here. Like, we're watching the same thing happen. Like, it's it's like we're watching someone who has already seen this do this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, we are seeing it through the lens of the camera. Like, the camera is showing us this relationship of, like, mm-hmm. this is already That's happened. That's what I'm saying. Because it already ha- is happening right now. That's what, what I'm mean? saying. This is some of the my symmetry of it is favorite cool. sequences in this whole show because... It's an interesting way to use symmetry, I think. It's, it's just... It's mesmerizing. The mm-hmm. way that this is shot and everything and whether... And, yeah, you're right. It's almost like the camera knows, too. 
That's the what camera I'm knows what well, Katie knows. I've always, I also always think during the show, I'm like, okay, so they can go anywhere. They can see anything in history or the future. But it's kind of weird to suggest that the only way they see the future is through the lens of a camera, if you think about it. Like, from, like, an above perspective. They're not, like, in the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're just looking at it through a screen. Like, how how are they seeing, you know, Lily, like, lying down, just, like, dead from above? You know what I mean? Like, why are they looking at it from above? Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they be somewhere in the room standing next to You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's this weird part that the camera plays, too. Interesting. Which I think is highlighted in this Yep. In the scene. It's That's very all I'm saying. interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway. I always thought this is kind of goofy. Like, how are, how are they watching life like it's a TV show? You know what I mean? <laughs> Alex Garland, what are you doing? It's like um, the Truman Show. I guess, yeah, it kind of is. Uh, anyway, they, they basically, Lily asks her all kinds of questions about what happened to Sergey. And ironically, Katie says, why are you asking me this? You already know all of this. Mm-hmm. It's just the writing it's, is so good. It's the game. It's the dude. game. Um, oh, yeah, and the whole sleeping with the boss thing. And, yeah, it's funny. And Lily's like, I don't give an F who you're sleeping <laughs> with. Like, yeah. That cut there is funny, too. Um, it is funny. Yeah, but basically, you know, we haven't really even talked about it too much. The, the, the essence of this of this conversation. The rolling of the pen. Um, well, yeah, the rolling of the, the pen. The conversation itself, right? Does anything ever happen without a reason? Yeah, and I want all y'all to sit there and think about how futile your life is. <laughs> I want you to to bathe in this depression, man. But I that's want you when, to feel it. That's when Katie is the one that starts asking the questions because she says, "We're gonna, I'm gonna tell you, but I'm, I have to do it through me asking you questions." Which is another like symmetry. Um, and she, yeah, sort. and she's like, "Yeah, I want to play a game. Well, I'm not playing a game, but just go with it." Um, so does anything ever happen without a reason? And of course, Lily starts naming things that are, yeah, like kids get cancer and bad stuff happens. Um, but you know, Katie begins to say, that's, I didn't say, did anything happen without a good reason? Mm -hmm. Does anything happen without a reason? Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. And she basically goes on to explain the concept of determinism and that nothing happens, nothing, without a reason. Yeah. And she starts, she takes the stabby pin, which <laughs> yeah. I now realize is not going to be a stabby pin. It's just yeah. a pin. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and rolls it across the table as a demonstration to her that, and, you know, why did I roll the pen? And Lily says, well, clearly you have a point to make. And she starts telling her, well, yes, but, like, What's behind the rolling of the pen is all the physics behind it and my mm-hmm. my reason for pushing it. And it's all predetermined. All mm-hmm. of that, it's cause and effect. And that's the concept here that you have to understand. At some point, they cut back outside, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're, oh, they're cutting back and forth between inside the house and outside the house. Um, and uh, Forrest and Jamie are kind of just talking about what Jamie does now. And Jamie's like, I work in tech as well and web security, I believe he says. Yeah, web He's security. like, offense or defense? Uh, and he's like, ah, yeah, you look like a defense kind of guy. <laughs> Which is kind of like a diss. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's not. It's not a mean, diss. I, I think. But anyway, what, what I found interesting was behind in the shot where they're showing Jamie mostly are those trees. Mm. Oh, yeah. They're always there, through man. Through which I forget what episode it was. Might have even been episode one. 
the first time we see Forrest pull up to his house, we see him, the camera is behind the tree, and we see him walking to his house through the branches of that same tree right there. Yeah, but what's your point? Uh, trees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> trees, which are green. Mm-hmm. Which represents the branches of an ever-growing tree, as the professor the many said. worlds. Oh yeah, definitely. Theory. Yeah. Um, oh dang it! I was gonna point something out and it went out my ear. It went out my head. And then when you dang see it. Forrest when they're sitting on the porch behind him, you get that is window. a window, mm-hmm. which of course is made up of straight lines mm-hmm. and this weird sighting on this house. They're vertical lines, so you see that when mostly when you're looking at Forrest. So, to me. We have an interesting back and forth here between seeing the trees with Jamie in the, in the, you know, as the subject, mm-hmm. and then the other, when we're focused on Forrest's face behind him, are all the very straight tram lines. Oh, going for sure. On behind okay. Him. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's but a like, juxtaposition that's interesting. That's all. It is. Um, I also want to. I also want to make note that even in this scene too, like when we're looking at Jamie when he's the focus, right? The ear is in the center. I don't understand. I just think it's a... I know you keep pointing this out, but I think it's just a function of the profile. Okay. But the How ear could literally be... How are you not going to ear? What if the face was in the middle? What if... What if... I mean, I'm just saying, the fact that it is directly in the middle in a lot of these shots, I feel like is important. And I don't know why. I'm not really catching it, but... Um, I don't know. It might just be the function of the composition of the shot, too. I guess it could be, but... Anyway. I guess it could be. Mm. Anyway, okay. um, so they're just like literally just still small talking outside, and um, oh, yeah, he says she's had it hard the last few days. Oh yeah, he's oh, <laughs> shut up, Forrest. Um, yeah. What am I reading? It's an amazing thing where love. Oh, they start talking about love. Yeah, dude. That's right. They start talking yes. about love, and an important factor. And um, how, you know, Forrest has this big loss that he suffered that everyone knows about. Mm-hmm. And he starts asking Jamie, like, do you, uh, have you ever loved? Because the links that you'll go to out of love for someone are pretty, pretty extreme sometimes. Yeah. Um, and Forrest says, Forrest of all people. Says, better to have love and lost. What? It's what? double. It's double speak. All this is double speak. Pause I feel that for like. a um, So, and then <laughs> Jamie says, I'll go with better to have loved and everything to have worked out totally fine. Jamie says that? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And that's when Forrest says, you know my loss. Everyone does. Yeah, which is um, a weird line, and by the way. Uh-huh. I mean, How about Jamie know? Because clearly it was like a fame. It was like a big deal that happened, and everybody probably knows about it. Oh, okay. Like fine. if he's a famous, he seems like he has some notoriety, like kind of like a you know a Bill Gates or whatever. So okay, sure. When sometimes I miss the assumptions that we're supposed to make with this show. But I, I mean, you're right. He doesn't even work at Amaya. Yeah, I'm not really sure how he would know, but you know. Maybe he's just so full of himself that he thinks Maybe. everybody knows. <laughs> that could be it, too. He is the lead heading or the lead, you know, director of technology in probably all of San Francisco. So, 
Um, but anyway, he, he assumes Jamie knows about the loss of his family, and um, yeah. he asks him, you know, what about you? And he's like, I don't know. It doesn't really compare. It's a standard losing, losing a girl, mm-hmm. losing the girl. Yeah, dude. And Forrest says it does compare. It's about coming to terms with that loss. And Jamie says, I never came to terms, really. It just coexisted with it. And uh, Forrest says, loss as your friend, a constant companion. And, of course, Jamie gets a cute, funny line. And he says, yeah, the kind of friend that takes a dump on your face every morning. And they have a little laugh about it. Again, as though they're best friends. They're getting chummy. I don't know, man. It's so weird. And then he says, I'm going to promise you something. It's all going to work out just fine. Oh, that's when he says it? Yeah. Dang. Okay, Dang, sure. brother. Maybe I don't trust you for us at all. Yeah, but he's all right. sketchy, but... So anyway, you go back inside, and at this point, the camera has moved to the other side of the table, as I was saying before. You see them sitting at the table in profile again, but it's like the other side of the table now. And that's when Katie really starts to get into the nitty-gritty. Like, she's already explained... Um, Devs is deterministic mm-hmm. in nature, but now she's trying. Now she's like, okay, imagine that we can input every single bit of data about this pen and it rolling across the table into a computer that can then predict with a hundred percent accuracy what you know the it could we could push it forward in time or we could pull it back in time, and this computer knows everything. Yeah. about what's going on with this pen. Yeah. Now apply cool. that to everything. <laughs> yeah. And and <laughs> Boom. that's that when Lily like sits back in her chair very slowly, She's crosses like, her arms and is like, "All right. <laughs> that's a lot of power." Yeah. And you know, she starts to get a little seemingly like, "Oh god." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but one thing, I'm finally starting to notice these references. You'll be proud of me. Okay. Um, she starts to tell her uh, <clears throat> that they can create these total simulations qu- from the quantum level to the macroscopic, backward and forward. We've seen Christ on the cross. And then they both lean forward again. Um, she tells her, but at a certain point, a fixed point, an impenetrable point, they can't see any further into the future. Oh wait, but well, before all this happens, though, she she says this is where it gets hard. Doesn't Katie say something? Oh, like that? she does say that to her, which is exactly what Kenton said, I believe, several episodes ago. Really? About Lily? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was in some prior episode. Kenton says the same thing about Lily. This is gonna get hard for her. Oh. Oh, hey, that's kind of a foreshadowing. Yeah, it is. That's <laughs> kind of cool. But well, the thing you're going to be proud of me about oh, yeah, go is... Ahead. Um, Impress me. You know, she's telling her we can't see past this one point in time. And now this point in time that we can't see past is 21 hours away. Mm-hmm. Just after 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. Ones and zeros. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> At 1 a.m. the following day, mm-hmm. that's when they can't see any further into the future. Interesting. It happens yeah. at 1 a.m., just okay. so you know. 
um, which is a very Lostian thing to do. Uh, definitely, yeah. The the whole idea of not being able to see any further, like something happens that changes like the universe. But, and just the fact that the time on the clock at that time is going to be one zero zero. Which, yeah, definitely. Anyway, cute. And, um, By the way, I think we're getting this a little out of order. No, I'm going in order of my notes, which I took in order well, of the show. So we we talked about um you know the the loss better than love than loss, mm-hmm. uh better than love and loss whatever he says that comes after they're talking about the pen rolling on the table. Oh really? Mm-hmm. How do my notes get out of? I don't order? know, but yeah, so they're talking about that, and then it edits back, and then she's talking about yeah, one a.m. something oh, okay. happens. Um, Just to but, be clear, in case anyone's confused. Oh okay, sorry about that. Somehow my notes got out of order. Hey, fine. Weird. I must have been on a different tram line when I wrote some of these. It's fine. I mean, I also think maybe you probably went back to this episode at some point, and maybe it had started in the middle and you didn't notice. Maybe so like I did. It, and you wouldn't even be able to tell. The whole setting is the that same, is the true. whole episode. It's so back and forth between inside, outside. Which I actually like about this they episode, too. They don't move. Like, the guys don't move. The girls don't move. It's very... Yeah. I like that. It's a good episode, It's man. very It's cool. so theatrical. That's why I like it. It is. It is They're like sitting a play. still. It's like a play. That's what I'm saying. Most of this episode is like a play. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways... Uh, Go ahead, though. To go back to what Katie was saying, she says something happens, and she's being very dramatic about this. Mm. A breakdown of cause and effect, a breakdown of determinism, a breakdown of the laws of the universe. Oh, and by the way, it involves you. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, I don't understand. And Katie's like, nobody does. (laughs) Which I found funny. Yeah. She's like, join the club. We don't understand either. At least that's what she's telling her, that mm-hmm. she doesn't understand. Um, okay. So then the conversation about love with Forrest and Jamie um, comes after this? Uh, or no. Then when we cut to, aren't, they're outside they're playing Frisbee, playing freaking frisbee <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the street. I love this part, man. Okay. Also, can I just... This is another one of Colin's, so uh, Colin on, on drugs thought, by the way. So get ready for this. <laughs> I'm warning you. This is He's not on drugs, people. He's, I'm not. I'm not. He, I just, God forbid you ever are because oh, I don't know dude, what would I happen. have a feeling if I did I would like invent <clears throat> a new language or something like that. Something <laughs> so, like, insane would happen. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um Isn't it weird? <laughs> oh god, is this gonna be another twenty minute thing about Windows? <laughs> dude, stop making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> this is supposed to be my safe space. Alright, I feel assaulted. Oh gosh. Um Isn't it weird that as human beings we only perceive our environment through five ways. Five. That's it. Yes, it is weird. And to be honest, it's really only <clears throat> two Excuse ways. Me. What? Like, okay. So obviously we're not tasting everything. You know, We're not conscious of what things taste like right now, right? You and me sitting here. I don't know. I'm conscious of what my mouth tastes like right now. Uh, no, you're not, though. You're, you can, you're conscious of what you're seeing, and you're conscious of what you're hearing because we're engaging in a conversation right now. But what you're and same with the listeners, they're conscious of what they're hearing, probably not in what they're seeing. You know what I mean? It's very interesting how like I, I we we all know that like perception has like this weird way of like uh what's the what's selective attention is what it's called, you know? Um but five that is crazy, man. Like there has to be aliens, <laughs> is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There has to be aliens out there, right? There ha- not only do I think there has to be aliens, there has to be more to it than for us there has to be dude that's what i'm saying there has to be something that's all i'm saying anyway. intuition is definitely a sense 
but that's not how you perceive your environment though we 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 call what our senses the things that allow us to communicate with our environment externally okay but don't you think intuition is a part of that no (laughs) intuition is just a higher level of thinking and thinking is a higher level of perception yeah but But perception's perception we're talking about perception right now that's the five senses that you're talking about are standard ways of to perceive the only ways to perceive but i'm saying they're not the only ways to perceive okay uh think about it this way if we didn't have those five senses what you think doesn't matter i guess is what i'm saying you know what i mean like like what what's that what's that phrase well, that's what's not that? true because obviously someone can be blind and and deaf and they still can think about the way things might look like or might he- sound like i guess that's true well, are there is there research to prove that like blind deaf people can like think about like what they see what what could be seen? I don't know, but I bet I'm sure that there is. Because that probably would that. not allow them to think about that. I guess maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know the research. But that is interesting. That there's like an internal sense, but it's not a sense though. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like a it's a higher level of thinking. That's all. To me, is. it is the same thing. It is still a sense. You are sensing I'm gonna have something to disagree with, you there. with your some other type of sense that not everybody is. But okay, has maybe or is I, good at. I also think that there are several definitions to what a sense is. Like I think one definition is that it's some a sense of sense perception is like the type of perception that is created when you physically interact with something. I think that is... That's a basic... Yeah. Okay. So intuition has nothing to do with physically acting on anything. That's that's an entirely internal process and construct. Touch has nothing to do with hearing. I know. But hearing has something to do with physical activity. So does touch. They all are separate. That's why we have separate organs. You know, our ears can't feel. Yes. Okay, fine. Even though they kind of can. But... But what is interesting is that every sense is dictated by the brain, though. Yes. The only reason any sense matters is because the brain exists. If the brain didn't exist, we would True. just be touching, but not perceiving that touch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there'd be no point to anything. Which is interesting because like you can't have intuition without the brain. So I don't. I don't really know. It's actually a very fishy conversation. But I. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just thought about that thinking about this episode. It's like this entire episode is just them sitting in a room. You know, <laughs> which, by the way, have to point out, um, d- doesn't matter which side of the table the camera's on. There's a window in the background. Oh yeah, there's always windows because there's a back door. Is there like ever not a window? They're really? French door window doors. Yeah. On the other side, and then this side, you can just see like the living room windows. So there's always a window between them. Definitely, yeah. Huh. Windows. <laughs> hey. Anyways, okay, we gotta move on. You're gonna cut me off. Pretty I'm soon. good. See, that one wasn't that long. Okay. Let's go. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Jamie and Forrest are in the street at night. Yeah. Throwing the same Frisbee that we see earlier uh, that Amaya and Forrest are playing with, that Forrest is standing in the backyard at night by himself holding. And I guess it goes without saying that Frisbees are round like a circle, and this one happens to be green and white. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, I, I don't know. And they're having a really dumb conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're playing. They're playing frisbee, bro. It's like I a know. dad and their kid. I mean, For a while, they don't even talk. They just throw the frisbee back and forth in silence. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they do. And it's like weird shots, like by their legs and stuff like that. I don't and know. then Forrest is like, 
this is the only sport I was ever good at. And Jamie's like, is frisbee a sport? <laughs> <laughs> he like gives him kind of a hard time about it. Yeah. Well, they're uh, bullying each other a little bit. They're, 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 uh, what's the, what's the phrase? Give each other crap. There's a more Bust appropriate one, but I'm not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I no, mean, they're not really, but. But you didn't actually really specify this. You know, when Katie and Lily are talking before that, um, Katie says, you are going to go to devs. No, that's next. No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's before that, man. What is wrong with my notes? Why are they all of our <laughs> order? Are you writing, like, backwards? I don't know. But I have the I have the frisbee conversation, and then I have Katie and Lily. What if the machine is wrong? Yo, I apologize for my mom. She's pretty old. Her brain's getting old. I don't know what happened. Um, but, okay, so Katie and Lily but are But you're talking. jumping around on the computer, too. Maybe you're wrong. No, I'm not. I'm going straight forward. I'm going straight forward. So this yeah. happens before the Frisbee conversation? Is that what you're it's, saying? I think, it, yeah, it's right after the commercial break where we see the Frisbee happening. Okay, sorry. But, right. yeah, so important stuff. Sorry. Let's Lily is told to that she is going to go to devs, that she is going to go to devs, that it is predetermined. She's going. And Lily's like, well, what if I just don't? And, and she's Katie's like, like you're but going. you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to go, which is, I think... The very first instance in this show that you actually consider this idea, it's like, okay, but how does that work? You know what I mean? How can you know what happens in the future and seemingly be unable to change that? Don't you just, can't you just sit there and be like, I'm not going to do what I saw? Well, that's, that. Katie and Forrest have that conversation a couple of episodes ago where he's like, what if you just decide right now that you're going to sit a little bit to the left or you're not going to cross your arms? Right. They talk about it previously, but this is the first time we're actually seeing that concept in action. Like, what happens if you're faced with your future and you are trying to make a free decision? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so weird, man. Lily starts Imagine skip- writing this, dude. Imagine <laughs> writing this down. It's and crazy. Lily man. starts to get really pissed. She's like, yeah, no, this I'm not. is bullshit. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to get in my car and drive to Mexico in case, like, Okay, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she gets really... She's like, you know what? It literally doesn't matter if you believe me or not. Because it is what it is. And, um, you know, Lily's like, anything else you have to tell me? And Katie says no. And Lily gets up and uh, leaves. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now... Yeah, they're playing Frisbee. Yeah, they play Frisbee. They were playing Frisbee in the street. Mm-hmm. On the tram line itself. What's up with that, man? Mere feet away from the intersection where his child and wife were killed in yeah, a car dude. accident. And they're playing with this Frisbee, and they're, they're doing exactly what Lily and Katie were doing, throwing a Frisbee back and forth, you know, from one to the other, back and forth. Mm-hmm. In a seemingly meaningless way, but like Forrest already knows what's gonna happen. Ugh, He's just playing, man. It's all a game right now. Ugh. They're playing games. It's just like they're just chilling. They're playing a game while playing a game. It's gameception. <laughs> you know? It is gameception. Yep, you're right. Anyway, then so that cuts back in. We already talked about all this though. Oh. See, you're confusing me. You're confusing this me. This <laughs> came after I had it right in my notes. You're confusing me. Stop it. Now you're playing a game. Oh, no. I was just saying... No, no, no. All that stuff I was explaining about how she's like, you're going to go to devs, and she's like, no. 
Yeah, that all comes after the frisbee scene. I thought that was. I thought we both understood yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then they have the discussion, and Lily gets mad and says, "You, I, you're not going to make. I, I, no, I'm not going to do what you're saying." She gives up and leaves. She goes outside, and literally you hear, um, uh, Jamie's like, nice. Jamie says, <laughs> "Nice, like, nice." Forrest just threw a really good frisbee toss to him no and, i think he threw a frisbee toss to forest and he caught it oh maybe whatever either way Dude. now lily is staring it's at so him like good, what the actual f is going on right now <laughs> yeah so she gives him she a walks like, down the street this is bro what are you doing and it's like she's scolding him so hard with her eyes like let's can we go like are you done <laughs> and then he just drops and he it. just drops the frisbee in the middle of the street and gets in the car with Lily. Why doesn't he pass it back, man? I. Why doesn't he pass it back? Because the game is over. He's realized, like, gosh darn it, this guy got me to let my guard down, mm-hmm. and Lily's irritated with him. So they pull away, and you see that same car that was parked on the other side of the street when they first got there. Guess who's sitting there? The boy. Watching all this go down. It's Kenton, spying on everybody, and now he's like... Uh oh, so I guess everybody's f- friends now. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So now he's know, mad. He, he's whack. <laughs> now he's mad because, you know, the scene, the other episodes before, where he was like, "I'm not going to jail for you people," and now he thinks they're in cahoots. Oh, does he? Does he think that they're gonna put him in jail? Well, he certain he just saw them standing in the street playing frisbee together, so he definitely thinks. They have now, you know, they're in cahoots somehow. Yeah, sure. And being the suspicious spy type, you know, I'm, you know, sociopath who's only out for himself. He's like, well, nope. Mm. Can't. That's BS. That's bad for me. For clearly. sure. But, um, oh, I skipped over the part where Forrest slowly walks over to pick up his Frisbee. Yep. And goes back in the house. Do you think he knows that's Kenton in the car? He does. He does. He, of course he does. That's ah, weird, man. <laughs> what? Okay, I don't, he I don't know. He knows he's there. Ask questions anymore. I watched it very carefully to see if he like looks at him or anything. He does. I don't think he does, but, but he knows he's there. The way that he slowly, kind of dejectedly, walks over to the frisbee, mm-hmm. picks it up, and leaves. It's all. It's he knows he's there, sitting there watching him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Also, here's another thought. <laughs> this is a really short one. I promise. Okay. Um. So I'm looking at our, our at our audio tracks going. On. You know how earlier Katie's like, "Yep, we can visualize things and we can use sound." You know, mm-hmm. that's all she says. We got visuals. We got sound. Mm-hmm. Boom. Future, past, present. Any, any place on the GPS. Literally anything. any given time we can. But what's endpoint. interesting to me, and I know I've brought this up before, I'm interested in like sense perception. You know, obviously we just talked about that. I'm also interested about like sound and vision and how sound and sight and how like that is how we perceive our world kind of um on the majority um but like it's interesting to think that looking at my looking at these tracks on our computer right now just going by with our voices being translated into like sound waves you know what i mean it's weird to think all you gotta do is recreate these sound waves and you've recreated us orally orally a u r Aural. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird. It's kind of scary, <laughs> actually. When you think about it, I don't know. But it would only recreate the volume. It wouldn't really recreate 
our voices. That's a whole different thing. Oh, uh, not really. It wouldn't sound like our voices. It, it would. would just sound like the volume of our voice. No, it wouldn't. Yes, this it would. is not recording the timbre of my voice. Yes, it is. How high it is, how yes, low it is. it is. How do you think you can hear it back? No, no, no. But I'm saying if you just took these sound wave pictures and fed it into a computer, it would just make the volume noises. It wouldn't sound like the words or my voice. You want to bet, dude? Yeah, <laughs> I do want to bet. right now. Yeah, I do want to bet. No, it doesn't. That's the point. But it's the computer records it. Yes. But if you were to just print out the sound waves on a piece of paper without any sound input, just the sound waves mm-hmm. and give it to a very smart computer somewhere and say mm-hmm. recreate these sound waves yeah. it would just be like noise it wouldn't be words well, or thoughts or the, how my voice actually sounds all right let me explain that because how how it works all right i'm actually just learning about this in one of my classes so there's this thing called this uh a, um an envelope and what an envelope is, is it for every sound wave, there's four stages, four characteristic stages to every one of these sound waves you see on this computer, right? On this, visually, um, those four components where they happen determines the timbre of the sound. Okay. De- determines in essence the intelligibility, not exactly, but it determines what the sound is going to sound like. A trombone has a different envelope than a tuba than a person's voice than yeah a car that's what i'm saying it wouldn't give us that it would just give us no that's what i'm saying it would because you'd be recreating the envelopes one step all right at a well time. you're gonna have to prove this to me because i don't believe it i can it's the <laughs> fact but okay that's a side project for next week after it's all not. data partner it's all it data is, i understand it's all data i um, get it but anyway okay Cuts to a very long city street. That's a cool shot. Line. We got some negative space there uh, between the buildings. I love negative space in buildings. Um, it's cool. And then, very interestingly, okay, Jamie and um, Lily are driving in the car, and they enter a tunnel, and there is a oh, light cool. down the center ceiling of this tunnel, and when they show the car again, the light is reflected in the windshield, and it's right between them. As they're driving. Yeah, man. Like, they have this line of light. It's a rift. Right in between them, which, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Visually, Ooh-woo. they're being separated. Yep. Why? Makes me sad. I don't want them. I like, I told Major Shipper now, don't want them separated ever again. <laughs> um. So then... Um, Oh yeah, I love that. What's on their minds? Madness. Yeah, he They're asked insane. her what they what happened. What they say? Madness. Dope. Um. So then we cut to Katie and Forrest. Forrest and Katie eventually says, "I told her everything." No, not everything. Mm-hmm. And Forrest says, "Right." Yeah, 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 yeah. Fishy. Look how green. Look how green that kitchen is. It's super green. Well, they can't see how green the kitchen is. Yeah, it is green though. The walls are green. All the four. I'm just saying they can't see. Oh. Our 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 oh, listeners. I thought you meant that like Katie and Forrest can't see. Yep. Um, it's all green up in there. Anyways, then we go back to Lily's apartment. Mm-hmm. Our best guy Peter is like, He's still "Hey man, what you been doing? I haven't seen you lately." Still wearing good? his shirt, by the way. Lily's still wearing oh, the yeah, shirt with the green stripe. She's still wearing the gold shirt with the green stripe and a blue jacket over it with a red stripe. Lots of stripes. Not accidental can't possibly be well, that's just bad fashion there's no way that that's accidental <laughs> it's bad fashion. 
<laughs> Anyways, um, we like Peter. Peter's pretty oh, nice. Dude, Pete's the best. And then dude. he's like, oh, you should get some sleep, Pete. And then he's like, Felicity hey, Jamie, loves him. Don't forget, I didn't forget our deal, man. I'm not talking to you yet. <laughs> also, he says yet. I know. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Okay. okay. We're kidding. They go inside. We get some love type music. Soft. Do we music. get the love music? Yeah, it's in a little bit. I'm, I'm but listening. Jamie getting ready to sleep on the <gasps> couch. Bro, there's a shot in this that is. 100 percent 2001 and it's the one when lily's walking through the double door thing when it's like perfectly like the like the the uh the the width of the doors and the width of the opening uh-huh. the negative space is the same and you have her like walking through it it's, it's door like, panel what are you doing window door panel yeah, yeah, yeah. all e- equally <sighs> in width it's so perfect why is it so perfect those dang doors, like, they're always at the weirdest, weirdest... Like, if you lived in a room and you had pocket doors like that, you would <laughs> not put the pocket doors so that you could barely walk through. Just yeah. barely. True. Sorry, we're getting to the good part here. Um, the crazy part. Anyways, and the fact that the part that she's walking through in the middle of the doors, mm-hmm. that's the window. Mm-hmm. In between the doors. She's the transparency. She's walking through in front of that window and through the door like every single thing in the <laughs> show up right now. is so freaking meticulous mm. meticulous that's what i'm saying God, that's what i'm amazing. saying that's why we assume everything in the show means something alex okay. garland must be the most obsessive detail-oriented person my boy ever because He's an artiste. that is not by accident He's such an artiste. And it took me a few episodes to notice that planter that she has in her apartment that I don't think I've ever mentioned, but I notice it all the time. It's right to the side of the pocket door. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me read I don't even it. know if you can see it. It's in the dark. Right there? It, yeah. But okay. it is circular uh, in nature. The thing holding it? It's like a bamboo plant yeah, stand, and it's circular. Yep. But the shelves within that circle create a cross. True. And there's plants. It's a plant stand. <laughs> there's plants. There's green plants on the plant stand. <laughs> okay. That's a circle, but also an intersection, which means it's also a cross. Oh, my gosh. Okay, now you're sounding like me. Damn. <laughs> you're sounding like me right no, now. No, no, no. That planter, it's in just about every single episode. Anytime you're it in is. an apartment, you see that planter. And I've always been obsessed about it, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it. But True. But, like, who set decorator? A plus. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Are you kidding me, man? All of this must have been all the dimensions, all the all the distance from every object to the next has probably been taken into account. Unless this is some of this is probably actually an apartment. Some of it they probably actually built. Yeah, to, I wonder if it's an apartment or a or a set. They had to have built some of this stuff. Like that planting thing, they would not have found that in an apartment. Well, even you know if, I mean? no, no, even if it's even if it's a real apartment, they would still decorate the set like they would take everything out and put what they wanted in and all the lighting they must all the different lighting they've done in this apartment man it's absurd so anyway back to actually what's happening yeah he's getting ready to sleep on the couch and she, my boy she walks through the boy. very weirdly opened perfectly spaced pocket doors yeah and says um what does she say i don't know but the point is Stay in my bed? Is that what she says? Stay yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm good. And she's like, no. And he, of course, chivalry again. He's like, no, that's fine. And she's like, no, I mean it. She delivers this whole thing about, 
I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. I thought I did. I didn't. I didn't know him. Like she says it again, all this knowing business. I know you. So stay in my bed. Yas, dude. She says stay in my bed three times. Cool. And that's when I think that beloved music is playing right now. Yeah, right? the music's playing. Yeah. Okay, so we cut from Y'all. them finally getting their relationship back together. Woo! Uh, we cut. To- You're not even celebrating right now. I'm so oh pop my god. some bottles. I was man. so excited. Pop some bottles for my boy Jamie, the gamer. I gotta he say though, I mean, I knew this was gonna happen. Okay, whatever, dude. Shipping central. That's a cool shot. That's um, a weird shot. Jamie's like small in the doorway. He is small. <laughs> small. Look how small he is in that <laughs> shot. Yeah. Again, she's not wearing pants. It's bedtime. A lot of people. I don't wear, wear pants when I go to well, bed. A lot of people don't. Whatever, man. I guess he's not wearing pants either. He's wearing like boxers or something. Anyway, he looks at the couch like, <laughs> "Should I? <laughs> should I do this?" He breathes in. He inhales. He's like, and then he throws like, a blanket. Yep, doing it. Let's go. So very slowly though. Yeah. Very slowly he walks into the bedroom. Like past again, all meticulously those, slow. Yeah, windows which seem to be lit even though it's nighttime. I have always thought about. Well, you can see some lights. I think it's supposed to be like the outside, like the street lights. Oh, true. Okay, so we're back to Forest's house. Forrest and Katie <gasps> are having a snuggle. Oh, it's gross. So weird. Do you remember when we first saw this? We were just like, what? <laughs> They're actually snuggling? Uh, like they have actual feelings? I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. It seems weird. I hate that it. they have feelings. I hate it so much. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I just don't like looking at it. I can deal with the idea that they're in a relationship, but I hate looking at it. But I really liked... Actually, we skipped over this part of the conversation between Lily and, and Katie, except for the fast, fact that Lily's like, I couldn't care less who you're sleeping with. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, Katie starts to explain their relationship almost because we need, are going to need to know... What the real, why are you in a relationship with him if you know this whole project is so he can be with his daughter and wife again? Yeah. Like, why would you put yourself in that kind of a situation? I think it's showing us the uh, exception, potentially. Well, I mean, she says... The deterministic mindset. He needs somebody. In the earlier conversation with Lily, he needs somebody. And basically, I, I'd rather that person be me than someone else. That's kind of what she said. I still don't see a, an ulterior motive besides this, you know, they're in love type of thing. Well, then they have this actually kind of cute conversation about... They had guts. They're talking about Jamie and Lily and, like, I I like Jamie and Lily's, you know, they're very brave and, and Katie's like, she's brave. He's just, like, there for her, basically. Yep. And so he's like, oh, we like them. Like, he's, like, I, I guess we've decided we like them. <laughs> I don't even... Okay. Um, but the blankets then, and pillows are weird, The by blankets the way. and pillows <laughs> it's... have diamonds all over them. Yeah, man. And we're going to see in the next episode, holy triangles and diamonds all over his house. The all next episode? The, the next episode, yeah. We uh... see more of the interior of the house, I think. Oh, and All right. maybe it's eight. Nah, I think it's seven. When we see a lot more of the house and the fabrics and stuff. Okay. They raided every single fabric store of all their diamond <laughs> and, and, and triangle patterned 
fabrics. But anyway, there. She says, so Katie's talking to him, and she's like, she's more afraid of not doing something than doing something. Yeah, they start. Katie starts talking about how Lily is special again. Mm-hmm. She's special. She has something special about her. She would. She's much more afraid of not doing something than she is of doing something. Mm-hmm. And that she kind of there's a truth about her. And it's not just in what she says, but it is what in the sees. way she sees. And yeah. she sees what's there. Yeah, man. So they're already describing her as different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because we are Star Wars people, anytime there's, like, a person that gets described <laughs> as yeah, having fair. special qualities... I mean, come on. It's like a chosen one situation. Yep. It seems like. Classic. But. When is that not going to be the case? <laughs> when is this the normal Joe, you know, going to come around and be like the actual hero? The commoner. Well, there the are, normal I mean, person. that does happen a lot. But in the type of stuff that we like, which is a lot of fantasy and science fiction and stuff fantasy. like that. Yeah, I guess. That type of person is a chosen one type of person. I suppose. That's true. But anyway, I'm. It it is what it is. That's just they yeah. they're making a point to point out once again she has special qualities, and she's special. Mm-hmm. She's Kara Thrace and her special disc. <laughs> okay, man. Sorry, we're watching Battlestar Galactica right now. We're doing a rewatch. Rewatch, and anytime I ever talk about Kara Thrace, I want to say Kara Thrace and her special destiny. Is that a line from something? It's in the show. Oh, that's cool. It has a nice t- ring to I it. I know it does. <laughs> so. It's Lily Chan and her and special, her special destiny. destiny. Okay. Um, anyways. See, she says they're not saying the word love. No, but I they know say they're not. They're, it's cute. I like we. What did she say? Like, in I'm like, in like. What the? I'm deeply in like. You know what I'm gonna say, don't you? Fairly deeply in like. You know what I'm gonna say? What? He is simp. Oh there my we gosh. Go. <laughs> well, we got he's it, kind of the ultimate simp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they have a cute conversation. That's funny. I'm deeply in like. I'm fairly deeply in like. And, and Katie makes a point to say, well, just so you know, you're more deeply in like than I am. Just be aware that I'm still, you know, hands off somewhat. And that you're, you know. Mm, it's a whatever. weird relationship. Yeah, it's man. a weird relationship. But then all of a sudden, um, she kind of changes the subject and there's an extreme close-up of her profile in the dark backlit and she's saying you know it's it's extremely close now it's no longer years it's no longer months or days that's a cool line it's hours forest that's all hours okay yeah hours yeah she's saying hours with an h okay <laughs> But I can't help Are you trying to make hear. a stretch here? This no. This is a stretch. Okay. I'm just, she says the word hours, Forrest. That's all. Hours. And I can't help oh. but hear hours with an O. Hmm. So think about it in that way. What does that mean? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, even with context of what happens in the end, I don't Am know. Am I crazy? Yes, probably. In taking it that way. Yeah. I don't take it that way. But hey, man, like. I want to think about it in that way. Everyone's for a crazy while, in their own though. way. So then Guinevere starts to play again. 
and yeah, we see the sun coming up. We see the devs building. Haven't seen the devs building in a while. Haven't. Yeah, you're right. Um, we see Jamie and Lily being in love, it looks like. Still in bed. Dude, this song bangs. It is really, really pretty They just want to make sure you know they are back together. <laughs> I guess. But then we cut to Colossus Amaya, who the we also main... haven't seen We have in a not. While. We have not. And the sun is coming up behind her. Yeah. It's cool. So many good shots with that The statue. day is dawning mm-hmm. on the last day. Uh-huh. Aha. Uh-huh. That devs can predict. That's true. In any capacity. That's a big deal, ain't it? It is. Um, and some of the lyrics, too. There's a lyric in that song, We Shall Be Free. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, man. If that free ain't from some... what, exactly? <laughs> if that ain't some... I don't even know if it's spoilers to even call it foreshadowing. <laughs> I don't even... No, it's not. If I say it's foreshadowing... Well, I mean, they've already told us you they can't see past that time so either the world is going to end or um something's going to happen that makes free will possible again that's the that would be what i would predict from that for sure um anyway that's the end we've actually gotten through i said 90 minutes it's been an hour and 36 (laughs) minutes and we've made it through i'm proud this is probably the shortest one yeah the next one though um, according to Colin's schedule, who knows when we'll be able to do episode seven, but hopefully, I'm hoping this week. We sure. Because yeah. then we'll have the finale, and that's going to take <sighs> we a need lot of time to bring it. Maybe we, we, might, need do do, we might need to do two part. Because what we should night. do is we should analyze the episode, and then, as our final episode for this podcast, we talk about every connection that we could possibly make. I'd be down for that. That would be fun. Because I'll just go like, through my notes. We could even have things. like a minor, a little competition to see how many connections we can <laughs> oh, make. God. Vote for okay. your favorite podcaster type thing. We can we can maybe do that. I think that would be fun. Yeah. There's no way. You know it's up to you. It's always up to you and your schedule. I sit around all day and I'm I like, know. let's do this. Oh, I can. I have 700 things to do. I, I mean, so it's up to you. Not that intense, I guess, but I'm just oh, trying to get through the, the work, you know. But anyway, um... Also, totally missed this point, which is one of my favorite points in the episode, by the way. Oh. When what? Katie and Lily are talking at the table at Forrest's house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Lily is trying to formulate a, uh, an example of something that is not deterministic. Right? Oh, uh-huh. And she's like, um, what if I pick like a, a book out of a random stack of books? Mm-hmm. And she says... Oh, Katie says in response to that, you picked the book underneath the top one because it was handled less mm-hmm. or something like that, which is, again, this could be a stretch. I don't even, I honestly don't think this is actually a thing. Like, out of all the stuff we talk about, I don't think this is what he was thinking, but. Who, Alex Garland? Yeah. Oh. Um, th- But this is something that my mom and I, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. Do you remember how freaked out we were when we realized that there's a connection there? Do you remember that? No, I don't even know what you're going to say. Oh my gosh, okay. I've totally I'll forgotten, the point, apparently. The books in the beginning of the show. The very beginning of the show. Right after the intro <gasps> right. montage. You didn't oh, even yeah. bring it up. I forgot. Um, if y'all remember, there are... You, you won't remember because you're not weird uh, if you're listening <laughs> to this. But basically, 
Or maybe you are weird if you're listening to this. I don't really know. Oh, I think you're weird if you're listening to this. <laughs> okay. Or you're Felicity, who's I'm, who I'm forcing to. <laughs> I can't even get my husband to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but on Sergey's bedside, or on Sergey and Lily's bedside table, there were two books. Um, two books. Yes. Only two. Yes. One stacked on top of the other. The one on the top was called Please Be Quiet, Please, or something like that. Please Be Quiet, Please. Um, I don't think. I don't think I'm doing you it justice. You expect me to remember yeah, the names not. of those books? I don't. But anyway, it's the one with the short stories about the minimalist realism stories, right? And then the book underneath that book is called um, uh, Art of Illusion? The Will of Illusion? What's it called? Oh, you going back? <laughs> Why didn't you look this up beforehand if you are going to bring this up? Because now i got to look through my notes. I thought you would have, honestly. I just remembered that you didn't. Dang, child. But it's called The Art of Illusion, and it's about, <laughs> like, illusion. And the fact that that's the book underneath the top book, and Katie says you picked the book underneath the top one because it was handled less. So that's like to say that Lily picked The Art of Illusion. She picked The Life of a Lie, basically. She you picked... Know? Yes, the book on top is Will You Please Be Quiet, Please. The book underneath it is The Book of Illusion, which, if I recall, is about a man who loses his family (laughs) and his life after he loses his family. I forget what the exact plot of it is. But, yeah, the title is The Book of Illusion. It's dope, man. I don't know. I like to think that that was on purpose. On purpose. (laughs) Maybe. If, Everything hey man, else is so meticulous. Because if he's a composer, which we know he is, just because you finish the beginning of a show does not mean you ever go back to it when you've reached episode six. And oh, fix something. no. This is all one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it could be a thing. Eight hour long movie. Yeah. For sure. He treated it as such, I would like he to He did. And, yeah. And they're, yeah. Just like Beethoven. And you yeah. would go back and pick up themes from the very beginning and... Yeah, you, know, you have wha- to reevaluate your work. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah, I, I I like to believe. I want to know. This is often a question I have with film production and, the, you know, the actual production stage. Mm-hmm. I like to know which scenes were shot first, like which scenes were um sh- like um. Uh, kind of uh like finalized. That's the word I'm looking for. Like finalized into the movie or into the show, like. Because I'm assuming he just like went from beginning to end every shot. What I want to know the I first doubt it, one, though. but more importantly, I want to know the first one that he wrote, because I don't think he wrote it in order either. Um, something tells me that he started thinking about stuff happening in episode six first, like the idea of does anything happen for a reason? Well, oh wait, no. Well, if you think that this you know. was not planned out extremely i mean of course it was like that's what i'm saying it is I just a want to very know what he, what he wrote down first you know just because it's cool well, we've talked about it before like what do you think inspired him to write this and it's got to be this whole re- free will versus determinism yeah it's got to be it's a huge philosophical concept that, and then he you know, just kant, was probably he's probably heard about kant and he's like oh dang there's a know? lot of interviews with him that i haven't had time to go and read and watch yet but I'm looking forward to doing that at some point. Yeah. Because I'm sure he probably talks a lot about what the heck he was thinking of when he decided to do this. Can I share something kind of nerdy on air right now? No, we don't allow nerdy. Okay. <laughs> All right. As we go fault. into minute... 42. 142. Hour 42, talking yeah. about a 
Sorry. less than an hour long episode of TV. I know. Okay, for all y'all, we're we're kind of maybe done talking about devs, but this is like the last thing I wanted to mention. There's no something one's to be said to anymore at this point. But go ahead. <laughs> There's something to be said about like, because when I t- I took a philosophy class this year, um, and when I had learned about Kant and Aristotle and um, you know de Beauvoir and like all these people across the ages who have talked about these concepts and how they built off of each other, you know, I'm. I got so interested in it. I was like, I want to make something out of this. I want to write something out of this knowledge. It is so, it's such a, it's so crucial to how reality works. It's like the best way to deter- to talk about realities by phil- by philosophical. Did I not tell you, you know I mean? that class was going to? I'm ruined. Explode your mind. I'm ruined. I I've been telling. I told my friend. I remember a conversation I had with my roommate at school. I was sitting in my bed and I was just thinking about like so many different things. And my roommate came in and he was like, dude, you look disheveled. You look like you are thinking about death and only death. And I told him, I'm like, I should never have taken this class. I was so ignorant and so happy. Don't you? I felt the exact same way. The first philosophy class I took, I felt so dumb. Like, how did I not? think about these things before no okay but here's what i'm getting at with like, this conversation. there's so many things to think about here's what i'm getting at with this conversation philosophy came easy to me philosophy like was like butter on bread it was just like or a knife through butter sorry i messed up that analogy totally but like it's so so smooth it, it came to me so smoothly and i was like this was around the same time where i was actually thinking toying with the idea of writing a screenplay and i was like i want to write something that takes everything I've learned about the greats, like Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, I already said, de Beauvoir, you know, all these people, um, Thomas Aquinas, Sigmund Freud, like everyone. I wanted to write a show that took, like, every philosophical concept I understood and put it into one thing, you know what I mean? Just to do it, you know? And then this show came out, and I'm like... Never mind. I can't. (laughs) I can't anymore, man. Well, honestly, I mean... I mentioned Lost. A Star lot. Wars too. I mean, you know. Star Wars too, but Lost really, really did that a lot. Like, for God's sake, one of the main characters' names was John Locke. <laughs> yeah. He was very on yeah. the nose with its trying. philosophy. Definitely. Stuff. Um, but yeah, this show is very much. It. Re- I told a lot of people when I started watching it. God, this show reminds me so much You've of been Lost. Saying that, yeah. Not in its not in its subject matter so much, but just the way that it is meticulously detailed down to what book she is reading, and there's a reason why she's reading that book. Yeah. Oh, it's called Colossus. Oh, hey, there's a giant colossal statue of his daughter. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And. It's like a culmination of like art, religion, philosophy. Uh, I guess that's it. If you honestly think about it, Not I really, really want to read the books that he wrote now, because he was a novelist. Oh yeah, he was a filmmaker. Have we really talked about Alex Garland too much? Maybe we a should little bit. When the, at the very beginning, we okay, we did went over the basics that's that good. he was a novelist first, and now I'm just like, man, I really want to read those books because I bet they're wacky, or maybe they're not. Oh, dude, imagine reading the scripts of this show. How different of an experience but, that would be. Like, beautiful. Oh, yeah, dude. I bet I bet he practically writes a novel as a script. You know what I mean? Yeah. He probably write, He probably thinks of it as a novel. If you went to school for that stuff, you know what I mean? I really, He's been trained. I really want 
Alex Garland. If they're not already best friends, I want Alex Garland and Ryan Johnson mm, to be buddies. Dude, I couldn't handle that product, bro. I literally couldn't handle that product, man. I just want them to be friends. I don't want them to make anything together because I think that's like literally two gods trying I can't. to con- I create. Can't, I can't, man. There's not. That's not fair. That's and they're just both not fair. They're both auteurs. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, here's they both want to write and direct. The okay, thing. I, I'm gonna say a controversial thing that you might not like. I think Ryan Johnson's script writing from the work I've seen of his versus the work I've seen of Alex Garland's, which is honestly not a lot in the realm of Alex Garland. You haven't even seen Annihilation. I know, yet. I've seen but I've seen Ex Machina and I believe watching Devs and Ex Machina that that's a really good delving into his style, right? Boo. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. But I like Ryan Johnson's script better, personally. I like his style. But I like Alex Garland's direction better. So if you could have them both work on a project, you would have Ryan write yeah, it and Alex direct. Yeah. And Alex Garland's cinematographer. Ooh. I'm sorry, dude. I don't know about you can't. that. You literally can't tell me that he's not better. You literally oh, can't. But you literally can't. I maybe can. No, you can't. What movie? The Last Jedi. Dude. He would have done Circles circles i guarantee i um, guarantee knives out knives out is good in which the cinematographer knives out is good is a color theory that's expert true. that's true he expert is. i know i know and he made what do you that... think about this what do you think about this but but, but, but but he's so meticulous and what is his name why can't i think of it dang it I'll look his it up. cinematographer's name um he made Knives Out, which they filmed digitally. Oh yeah, you told me about that. Went I, that's frame true. That's by true. frame and made and put in film characteristics by hand, like that's on true. his own, because he wanted it. Steve to... Yedlin. Steve Yedlin. Oh dang yeah. Damn, he's good. Okay, you know what? What about why not both? <laughs> why I'm not, not both? saying Rob Hardy is Dude, not great. So good. He is great. But I'm sorry, anyone who is an expert on color theory and will go and take a digital film and make it look like it's been filmed on film, he wins. Okay. In a head-to-head contest. I guess if we're taking, if we're speaking to um, meticulousness or meticulity, then yes, I would say he's a better choose uh, because of that. Go but, watch Knives Out again and then tell me. No, dude, I have seen it. But I'm, I'm just speaking on experience, first-time experience. The man came to first play. Time like watching Devs for the first time and experiencing these colors and like the lighting and like how shadows are used and how shadows are used on like close up shots. Like how do you even do that? I don't even understand sometimes how he does some things. You know well, what I mean? I mean you're not a cinematographer. <laughs> Why would you I understand? Mean, <laughs> but I'm saying this show, cinematography is crucial to this show. Is what I'm saying. It's an integral part I of under- the show. I, if you didn't have the I gold light, agree. if you didn't have the green, it would not be devs and it would be boring. I agree, but That's Knives impressive. Out does not require that level either. Okay, well, I would like to see... Here. Here's the thing. Maybe what I'm saying is we've had experience seeing Rob Hart... Rob Hardy is the name, right? I think so. Yeah. We've had experience seeing his kind of experimental cinematography side i'd say devs is probably pretty like avant-garde that's the word i'm looking for yeah it's It's very like avant this guy seems to be very like modern i guess is what i'm saying 
Like contemporary. Like I haven't seen anything that's like very abstract from this guy. Is no. What I'm saying. No. So maybe if he did an abstract thing, maybe that would give me a good ability. Maybe. Uh, to gate because like ex machina dude like he's really good the rob hardy's really oh, good at abstract cinematography he's so good i'm not saying he's not so 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 good but i would need to see i guess i would need i'd want to see steve yedlin do something a little more abstract like you're saying just to yeah see i'm gonna go with that so maybe i'm gonna put that on the side but i do think that you know my my organization of having ryan johnson on script and him as i I would and as producer, I would want Ryan Johnson as producer, and then him as and Rom. I love Rom Bergman too. Yeah, Ryan and Rom. They're, they're very like good. But um, also, yeah, this guy on direction, um, yeah, and okay. John Williams writing the music. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, so this was going to be an hour and a half, and then we went <laughs> yeah. off on a wild bantha chase yeah oh no this is not a star wars podcast no one knows what a bantha is here assume sorry okay um all right well that was episode six of death yeah we have two more left yeah or, or three uh, possibly three if we decide to do another uh one after the finale i think we have to but yeah and um so as usual we do not have any social media <laughs> regarding yeah. this podcast that's fine but I am on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at FreyAdjacent. Uh, Colin and I are both on Facebook. And Colin is on the Instagram at Colin underscore MJ underscore Whitlick. If you would like to yep. um, shoot us any kind of comments or questions. Yeah, I post some cool things. Um, okay. So I think that is wrapping up yeah. episode six of Decoding so. Devs. We'll see you next time for episode seven.